Welcome to Queen Bee's podcast, where I say what everyone else is thinking, but too afraid to say, with the occasional laugh and plenty of cursing. I am Tina. I like white rum, true crime, and a damn good time. What is new, bees? We are in a brand new year, and tons of people create New Year's resolutions. What is yours? Did you even create a New Year's resolution? Email queenbeespodcast at gmail.com with yours and what your plan for it is. You can also follow or join or and join the uh, social media handles we have out there to meet others that have the same interests and ideas or get advice. The Facebook group is Queen Bee's Rap Session. For this year, both my husband and I are teaming up and continuing to create independent children. So far, we are doing great with the oldest one. The other two are testing us. So, let's get into what we are doing. To create independent children. We are stopping doing everything for them. They are 11 and 12 now. Well, 11 and a half, 12 and a half, and 17 and a half. So we've stopped doing everything for them. And we've started showing them how to do more independent things to become self-sufficient young adults. Sometimes it can be hard to step back and let them try things and let them fail so that they can learn. But being that supporting force is helpful for them without you actually doing it, doing the tasks for them. And this works for all children, whether they have some form of difference or not like diabetes or ADHD, say, let's use diabetes as an example. That child with type 1 diabetes won't, you, won't have you around forever to constantly check their levels. They're going to have to eventually be able to check their own levels if they ever want to move out, live on their own, and support themselves. And that's something that they're going to have to take care of on their own. So teaching them these life skills is a great way to guiding them into being self-sufficient adults. They will need support, of course. You might have to help them do some things at first and eventually just step back and let them try and try until they figure it out on their own or, you know, show them how to do it, but then still have them redo it and give them resources. 
so that they can self-advocate for themselves. So here's a few things that we, my husband and I feel that our children need to know in order to be self-sufficient young adults that want to spread their wings, fly out into the world and take care of themselves and not be calling mommy and daddy for help with everything. Laundry would be number one. You're going to want clean clothes, clean towels to dry yourself. Dishes, because you got to have clean dishes to eat off of unless you just go buy paper plates and stuff. But once you get to a certain age and you want to impress a girl or have your boyfriend over and maybe have a nice meal at the house, you're not going to want to display all of your hard work, even if you went to the store and bought everything on paper plates. You're going to want regular dishes to put the stuff on. Personal hygiene. No one, and I mean no one, wants to be with or near a stinky person. Anyone that smells like shit, piss, or B.O. fucking reeks, and no one wants to hang out with people like that. So personal hygiene is a huge one. Balancing a checkbook or register. Yes, but there is a shit ton of online banking these days, and you can just log into your app and see what your current balance is. But if you have certain bills set up, even if it's electronically to be paid and they haven't come out of your account yet, and you look in there and you see that there's, say, $200 in there, but you're not factoring in that you've already actually taken out $100 for the public service bill, so you really only have $100 available, you could overdraw your account. So having a paper register of the coming in and going out of your finances is still something that you should be keeping track of and somewhat knowing. Okay, not somewhat knowing knowing so that you're not overdrawing your account and then being charged all these fees which can be you know anywhere from 25 to 50 dollars for each time you bounce a check i know a lot of people don't write checks but when you overdraw your account filing their taxes that is something that we taught our oldest as soon as she got her first job we went sat down and went over her taxes the very first year that she had a job Even though she was only getting, you know, like $15 back, it's still worth learning how to do even if they're not making a boatload of money at 14 or 15. And then every year since, we've sat down together and we've gone over taxes so that she can prepare herself for when she's out on her own. Paying bills. Now, making sure that you are setting aside enough money each month to pay the your most needed bills, such as groceries, gas, electric, a car payment if you have one, car insurance, things like that. Sitting down with them and going over a monthly budget so that they know, okay, I 
If I want to live here, I'm going to need $3,000 a month to pay all of these bills, and I make $3,200 a month. That only leaves them a $200 buffer to, you know, go out and have fun for shopping, possibly put into savings. They might want to rethink a living space or area destination, shall I say, to a different one that's a little bit cheaper, more within their budget. So that's another good one to go over, and you can start that even before they have a job. You know, budgeting out their what's coming in from their chore money if they get chore money or if they're asking to do extra chores to earn money instead of say like because like our kids have just weekly chores that they don't get paid for and then if they want to get money for doing chores we come up with other things that need to be done that they can earn money on so if they are earning money on these other things, then they could be adding this to their, you know, check register that they made $5 this week and they made $10 this week and then adding it all up and seeing what they make every month. Then they can decide from there, you know, should I put $10 into savings and then maybe go spend $10? Or do they want to sign up for, say, a Fortnite subscription? You could have them work to do some kind of chores where you pay them a set amount of money, but then they have to pay you back for the Fortnite subscription that they want to sign up for because obviously the Fortnite subscription is going to require some kind of credit card. <clears throat> And that's a good way for them to really understand money coming in and money going out. Cooking. In order to survive, you have to eat. And living off of fast food and gas station food isn't, I mean, it's possible. It really is, but it's going to cost you an arm and a leg in order to do it that way. And eventually, when if you want to settle down and have a family, you should really know how to cook. So cooking is another thing that we are working on with our children. My oldest is pretty pretty good and will make dinners some nights. My middle child is very interested in cooking and is taking a cooking class at school. And we also let her cook one meal of not so much a week because she doesn't always want to do one meal a week. But it could be, you know, like every other week, every once a month. Just have them cook a meal here and there or set it up however you want, even if, even if it's to start with simple stuff like grilled cheese or eggs, French toast, some really simple things that can maybe really strike their interest in cooking and to then learn a few other dishes, basic meals, to get them through cutting the grass especially if you live somewhere 
where you have grass. If you're in an apartment or you move into an apartment, no, you don't necessarily need to know how to cut grass. But if you ever want to live somewhere that is a home with your own yard, you're going to have to know how to cut the grass because most city ordinances require you to keep your grass no higher than such and such length. To be on time and accountable for their own actions. So having them set their own alarm for school and stop waking up your 17-year-old for school. It's their responsibility to get up with their alarm, to not miss the bus, and to make it to school on time. And if they cannot do that, then they have to deal with the consequences of their actions. Now that's just an example. They should know how to fill out an application for a job. They should know how to put gas in their vehicle, as well as check the fluids and know what lights mean what when they come on. Even if that means pulling out the book for the car or vehicle and going through that section in, in the book or just showing them that they have an owner's manual in their vehicle so if a light does come on and they don't know exactly what it means that they can use this reference material to find the information that they need. What can we do to be supportive? Well both you and your partner just need to be on the same page to start with. Talking them through and showing them how to do things would be the first step, depending on their age. You know, younger children are going to need more step-by-step -step checklists that they have to literally check off each step as they go through a certain task. And some kids learn more hands-on, and you have to show them and have them do a task alongside of you in order for them to really absorb how to do it and remember it. Other kids, you can just give them a checklist and step-by-step -step directions and they can read it and understand it and know how to do it. So know how your kids learn. Hold them accountable. And this doesn't make you mean. Letting them know that they didn't fully clean the bathroom because they didn't sweep the floor and hang up fresh new towels isn't being mean. It's letting them know that the task wasn't completed all the way and this is where they didn't perform all the way or fully and this is what they need to do for the future in order to complete the task all the way through, which is something that they're going to also be getting if they're in a job somewhere. They're going to be criticized and get constructive criticism throughout their the work life. Give them specific responsibilities that they are accountable for. So like my son is specifically responsible for taking the trash can down every week to the end of our driveway for trash pickup day. And then my two daughters are responsible for collecting the eggs from the chickens. 
on certain days. They each get certain days. And then if those responsibilities are not taken care of, they are accountable for the repercussions of those responsibilities not being taken care of. And keep the communication lines open. Let them know that if they don't understand or can't get it done, that they can ask for help. They can ask questions. They can say that they don't understand. And this will help them improve so that they can be self-sufficient adults later in life. And asking for help isn't a bad thing, whether you are young or old. Having them set their own alarm to get ready for school is another great way of making them self-sufficient. And if you have a college, college-aged child, but then, well, I guess you can't really call them a child. A college, I'm I'm totally saying that wrong. A college-aged individual. There is nothing wrong with them living with you while in school to help them financially. For me and my husband personally, we believe that they should still be working even if it's only part-time and paying you some kind of rent even if it's only, say, 50 or or $100 a month. It at least shows them that they do still have responsibilities and that you can accomplish things that you want to accomplish while having an extremely full schedule. So you can still get good grades while working, and you can still work while going to school to make sure that your finances or bills are paid for, such as your vehicle insurance, your gas, your groceries, etc. And have them pay for their portion of vehicle insurance or a cell phone bill, even before they move out. And have a due date that it needs to be turned into you and charge them late fees for them not being on time. My oldest has been paying her vehicle insurance since she got her vehicle every month by a set date. And if it's not paid by that date, there is a 50 cent late fee tacked on per day that it takes her to get me the money. And that includes, like, even if she says, well, I had the money in my purse, I just kept forgetting to give it to you. We both live in the same house. You could have left it in an envelope and left me a note. You could have sent me a text message. I popped it in the microwave. Money's sitting there. I left it on your vanity or I shoved it in your underwear drawer. There's plenty of ways that she can still get the money to me on time. Being forgetful is not an excuse, and the bank won't let you use that excuse to get rid of late fees. So that's all I've got for today. Hopefully these help you and your children out and you guys can become self-sufficient young adults. And hopefully... You have great success creating self-sufficient 
young adults. What are your thoughts? Email your answers to queenbeespodcast at gmail.com. Join in on the Facebook group, Queen Bees Rap Session, and share your information there. Find some new tips there as well. Thank you all so much for the love and support. Please continue to rate, like, and review, or to please continue to rate, review, subscribe, and share, share, share. Still trying to reach more people here. And that's it. That's all I've got. So until next time.